When I was younger, I really used to dislike reading. I found it hard enough to concentrate and focus just to get through a book, let alone actually learn anything and absorb any information from them. Since then though, I've really discovered the joy in reading and the limitless resource that we have in books to learn, be inspired and change the way we think. Today I want to share with you the top five books that I've read that have changed the way I think about playing drums, music and life in general. And no matter where you are on your drumming and music journey, I know that one, if not all of these books will be able to help you in some way too. Let's get into it. What's up everyone, welcome to Drummer's Perspective. My name is Ben Todd and I'm here to help broaden your scope of what's possible as a drummer. Thank you so much for tuning in today, whether you're on the podcast or you're here with me on YouTube, I really appreciate you tuning in wherever you are. If you are on YouTube though, please subscribe to the channel, hit that like button, that really, really helps me out. Before we get too far into it though, I wanna offer you a free gift right at the start and today that's my five tips to improve how you play with backing tracks PDF guide. Now, as drummers, we all know that playing along and jamming with backing tracks can be super fun, but we can also waste so much precious, valuable practice time if we do this. I see time and time again drummers playing along with tracks on YouTube, and there's this real sense of disconnect that I hear with them and the track itself. It's like they're in their own little world and the music just isn't gelling. Now in this guide, I share with you my top five tips to not only help you practice more effectively with backing tracks and get the most out of them as the great practice tool that they can be, but also when you're performing live or in the studio with tracks, just help you create better sounding music overall, more grooving, more cohesive, and more gelling. Now, a lot of the concepts I'm gonna discuss in this guide are actually the exact same concepts that I use when I'm sent a track to record from an artist in my home studio. Here, it's essentially a backing track that I'm asked to create the best sounding, most grooving drums that I can to with a pre-existing piece of music. So, if this sounds good to you, head on over to drummersperspective.com slash five track tips and grab that free PDF guide right now. The books I'm going to discuss today, I've read over the past five to 10 years. Now I've certainly read more in the meantime, but these are the ones that have by far had the biggest impact on the way I think about not only playing drums and music, but just life in general. The methodology, approaches and techniques that are discussed in these books, I really use on a daily basis. And no matter where you are in your journey, I know you're gonna get something from one, if not all of these books. So I wanna start with a little story. Towards the end of my time at high school, my thoughts and approach to playing drums started to shift from a place of youthful, carefree, energetic, willing to take risks approach to something more of a analytical, slightly anxious, and a little bit of self-doubt creeping into my mind when I was playing. Firstly, I had no idea why this was happening. Up until that point, I'd never experienced any thoughts like that associated with performing music. And secondly, I really had no idea what to do about it. From that point on, those thoughts and feelings continued to get stronger and stronger over the next few years. I went through a long period of time feeling like I was literally the only musician in the world who was having these thoughts of anxiety and self-doubt and analysis on such a deep level about my own playing. I really got to, to quite a dark place and not really knowing what to do about it. After a long period of time though, I slowly started to discover that there's actually a whole wealth of information and topics dedicated to these exact same problems that I was coming up against and the whole world of performance psychology and self-help became apparent to me. Now, the first book that I read that really, really resonated with me and started to help me get out of this place of, of darkness, I suppose, when I was thinking about myself and my playing was Effortless Mastery 
by Kenny Werner. Now, for some musicians, this is a staple book that a lot of people have read. But for me, I'd never heard of anything like it before. Up until that point, all that I thought you needed to do to be a good, successful musician is be technically good at your instrument. I had really no concept that there could be other factors involved in affecting your performance and how you play rather than just like if you can technically play something, then you'll be a great musician. After reading this book, though, I realized that there's so much that goes into the overall result of your performance that's got really nothing to do with how you can play technically and so much to do with your mental game. And I realized that the mental state you're in can have as much of an impact, if not more of an impact on your playing than the technical side and if you've got something together in your hands. Now this book introduced some incredibly powerful concepts and approaches towards how you think when you play And Kenny talks about encouraging musicians to be able to play from what he calls the space, which is essentially a place of quiet, calm, unjudgmental, uninterfering thoughts in our mind where we can just listen and absorb the music as it's flowing. One of the first questions that the book poses is, think about a time when you had no pressure to perform well, perhaps a a jam session with friends or practicing in in your private practice room. And how did you play? Most of the time, you'll say you played not so bad. Now think about a time when you had pressure to perform really well, whether you were trying to impress someone in the crowd or execute a a specific passage that was technically quite difficult or land an audition. Then how did you play? Now, the majority of the time, you'll probably say not as well as when you had no pressure. So then he asks, why don't you just make that choice? If it's just a mental choice, if you can technically play well when there's no pressure, but then when there is pressure, you can't play well, what's the difference there? And that's really what the whole book is dedicated to, is analyzing some different techniques and approaches to help you be able to play from a consistently quiet, calm, and unjudgmental place all the time, no matter what situation you're in. So if you're a musician who's having any thoughts of of self-doubt and anxiety when they're playing, then I would highly, highly suggest going to check out this book. I know that if I had this a little bit earlier on in my development, I would have really appreciated it. So yeah, go and check it out. Effortless Mastery by Kenny Werner. Now, another great book that I read that's in a similar category to Effortless Mastery is The Inner Game of Music by Barry Green. Now, I first read The Inner Game of Tennis by Timothy Galway, and that was the first in the Inner Game series, I suppose. Since that book was originally written, there are many authors who have come out with sub-books, I suppose you could call them, that kind of mold and shape the techniques of the inner game and apply them directly to different skill sets, such as golf, skiing, and uh, in this case, music. Now, again, this book does an incredible job of discussing and really analyzing what it is that can interfere with our performance that's got really nothing to do with how well we can technically play and all to do with what we're thinking and how we're approaching performing music. This book introduces the idea that all of us have two selves in our minds. Self one, which is the critical analytical voice that creeps in saying, you're playing too loud, you're dragging here, this doesn't sound good. And then self two, which is our full musical potential that's just waiting to come out if we can quieten down self one's voice. Again, 
If you're a musician who's struggling with the mental side of performing, especially when you're playing and, and you really feel like it's affecting the way you think about performing and music and drumming in general, then please go and check out Inner Game of Music. I use some of these techniques every day and uh, I know it'll be really beneficial for you if you're having any of the similar thoughts that I had. Now, the next book that I want to talk about that's really had a direct impact on how I think about drums and music and, and life in general, really, is The Art of Learning by Josh Waitzkin. Now, I first heard about this book when I was listening to a Tim Ferriss podcast where he was discussing the idea about how we as humans learn a skill in general and what some of the optimal ways to do that are. Now, Josh was a child chess prodigy who later in life went on to master the art of Tai Chi push hands, a completely different skill altogether. Now, what this book does is breaks down how Josh was able to do that by utilizing the same concepts and techniques that he used to learn chess as a young boy applied to a completely different skill set. Now, it's incredibly simple powerful but effective ways to think about how we learn a skill in general, whether that's music related or not at all. So if you are looking for a way to perhaps develop and learn more deeply on your instrument or you want to learn a completely different avenue of, of music, whether that's songwriting or mixing or, or whatever it might be, but you're starting from the beginning, I really highly suggest going and checking out this book. It'll give you some really, really interesting and, and powerful concepts to think about when you're learning something. So go and check it out. Art of Learning by Josh Waitzkin. Now, I couldn't have a list of the top five books that have changed the way I think without including a drumming book. And for me, by far the one that's changed the way I approach practicing and playing the drums the most is The New Breed by Gary Chester. Now, this was the first book that really introduced to me the concept of using my voice as a fifth limb. Up until that point, I'd only been kind of counting myself in and, and not really thinking about the ways in which your voice can actually have a direct impact on how you get better at playing the drums in general. The exercises that are discussed in the book in terms of counting out loud as you play, counting rests as you play counting opposing rhythms as you play were just so, so helpful for my development in terms of my coordination, but also my internal time just got so much better when I started working on these exercises exercises, and using my voice as, as a fifth limb. It just helped to really free up so much mental space when I didn't have to do that when I was just playing a, a, a simple groove or, or anything like that where I didn't have to use my voice uh, as the practice exercises kind of discussed. So yeah, if you are a drummer and you haven't checked out The New Breed, I can't recommend it enough. It'll totally change the way you think about practice and, and the potential that you have in, in using your voice as a way to get better at playing the drums. But if you are a drummer who's already on the new breed train, then you know what I'm talking about. But uh, as you know, this book will continue to kick your butt forever. I'm still using a lot of the exercises that are in this book in every practice section, whether it's an exercise directly from the book or a concept and technique that's discussed in the book applied to something else that I'm working on. Again, go and check it out. The New Breed by Gary Chester. Love this book. Now, the last book that I want to talk about today that's really changed the way I think has got actually nothing to do with drums or music at all but it's got to do with another super important part about being a professional musician, and that's managing finances. And for me, that book 
was The Barefoot Investor by Scott Pape. Now, as musicians, when we're coming up through school, whether it's high school or university, there's really very little integrated into the educational syllabus about managing money. Uh, as you know, once you leave school and you become a freelance musician like many of us do, you are essentially a small business owner of your own freelance profile. Yet a lot of us really have no idea how to manage our money the best way. Now, as a freelance musician, our income is constantly fluctuating. One week it's great, one week it's bad, another week maybe it's worse, then there's a couple of weeks where it's great. It's not like a nine to five office job where you've got a regular stream of income coming in that you can budget things out based off of that income. But if you are a musician who's fortunate enough to have a, a regular paying job to play music, the concepts and, and techniques that are discussed in The Barefoot Investor are just as applicable. Now, this book really has changed my life. And I certainly don't say that lightly, but as a musician, it's helped put me on a path of financial security where now I no longer feel the mental weight and strain that I used to think about with money, especially with a fluctuating income. The book does an incredible job of, of outlining some really simple yet super effective ways to manage your money, whether that's a, a consistent stream or in a lot of freelance musicians' cases, a, a, an inconsistent stream. Whatever it is, I found that after reading this book, I was able to actually focus on playing better music and, and practicing more clear-headedly because I was not having these thoughts about such a, a major part of life that affects really all of us. The more we can do to, to free up our mental state when we're playing or performing, the better, I think. And for me, as I said, money and finances really affect everyone. And a lot of musicians particularly just don't have a lot of education about how to best manage their money, especially when it's fluctuating. Now, I know so many musicians who literally just have to take every gig they're offered to pay the bills, even if they absolutely hate the music. Now, this can be super detrimental to your relationship with music and performing and your instrument in general over the long run. Now, I'm not saying that musicians shouldn't take gigs. Quite the opposite, especially when you're starting out. I really think you should take every gig that comes your way just to get experience. But the older you get, the more responsibilities you have. Now, I have a family. I really, really want to spend time with them and I value my time tremendously. I want to be able to be in a position where I can be more selective with what I say yes to and what I say no to, and in the end, be able to create better music because of those experiences. If I'm doing all of the gigs I can, where the majority of them I don't necessarily enjoy, that's going to really affect how I think about playing drums and playing music in general. And in the long run, it's actually going to make me not create very authentic and true music. So if you're a musician who's really not sure how to manage their money or looking for some more simple, effective and clear ways in which to do it, I'd really, really highly suggest going to check out this book, Barefoot Investor by Scott Pape. Before we finish up, I want to leave you with two books that haven't necessarily changed the way that I think, but were just super fun to read. The first one was The Storyteller by Dave Grohl. Now, before reading this book, I really didn't know much about Dave or the history with Nirvana or the Foo Fighters or anything like that. But I just knew that Dave was a drummer, so I wanted to check it out. And I got to say, I have such a deep respect for Dave Grohl and, and the Foo Fighters now after reading this book. It was super funny and, 
and inspiring to hear Dave's stories about how he started out playing, you know, tiny clubs to no one to where they are now, you know, selling out arenas all over the world. It's just a, a, a very, very interesting read. And it's not like a typical biography. It's really like a collection of stories that goes through Dave's life, as the title suggests. So, yeah, if you're interested in, in any of the history with Dave and Nirvana and the Foo Fighters, or, or even if you're not, but you just want to read a book that's written by a drummer that's actually a really, really great, funny book, then go check out uh, The Storyteller. And the second one is It's About Time, Jeff Picaro, which I think is written by Robin Flans. Now, you know, any drummer who's any drummer is going to know about Jeff Picaro. And even if you're a little bit interested in him or you've heard his name or, or anything like that, I really, really highly suggest going to check out this book. I mean, I know for myself, I've spent countless hours listening to Jeff's playing, but didn't really know much about his history and how he developed in the studio scene and and yeah, this book was just really great at like going through not only his history, but having some direct interviews with people that played with him and, and stories from the studio. It also, they talked to his family and, and it gave an incredible sense of, of how Jeff thought about life and his philosophies on music and performance and drums. And yeah, I just found it really, really inspiring and insightful to, to hear these words uh, from a drummer who I'd spent so much time listening to play, but didn't really necessarily know much about his his story and his his philosophies on drums. So, yeah, even if you're just a little bit interested in Jeff Beccaro, or you love Jeff Beccaro and you haven't checked out the book, then please go and read it. It's super, super cool. So, yeah, it's about time. Jeff Beccaro by Robin Flans. It's a great book. That's it for now. Thank you so much for sticking around. Hope you've enjoyed hearing the list of the top five books that have changed the way I think. More importantly though, I really want to hear from you. What are the books that have had the biggest impact on you, whether that's drums or music or life related? I really want to know. Put them in the comments below and if I haven't read them already, I'll definitely check them out. Thank you so much again for being here. Please head to drummersperspective.com and sign up to the mailing list and I'll see you next time on Drummer's Perspective. Perspective.